Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. It is Friday. Uh, been a kind of hectic morning before I got on to record this podcast. Some major SMU recruiting news might be starting to drop and trickle in here. So uh, be sure to check out OnThePonyExpress.com. Just posted details on a new On3 recruiting prediction machine pick. But that's why I'm coming to you guys a little bit later in the afternoon. So hopefully you're listening to this on your drive around town, um, wherever you are this weekend. But SMU wide receivers are once again another stacked position. And we're here to preview that position group. And honestly, there's a ton to talk about with this group. But first, to kind of tee up everything I'm going to talk about, I wanted to share with you guys SMU wide receivers coach Rob Likens uninterrupted going in detail on the guys who impressed him this summer in his group. So when I asked him on our phone call uh, and we posted the story um, I think last week on the SMU wideouts, uh, this is part of the conversation that actually we didn't end up using but we used part of it to kind of work through the story and some of our tidbits but this is him uninterrupted on his group and what's impressed him the most. Uh, about them in summer workouts. So here it is. Here's SMU's wi- SMU wide receivers coach, Rob Likens. At the receiver position, when, when we went out, you could tell that, that Rasee Rice is an extremely intelligent uh, football player. Um, he's at an elite level as far as being able to take a, a concept that you put up on the board or show the film and then go out and actually – run it the way you want to have it done right. Um, he is a, uh, um, he's really, really um, on the high end of that in, in my coaching uh, experience. Like he's one of the best I've ever had uh, that can do that. So that really caught my eye. Um, you know, I think I thought that uh, Roderick Daniels took a step in right at the end of the, the spring and, uh, more so in, in the summer workouts that we were able to, to work with him. I thought he, he had cut his weight down just a little bit from where he was at. Uh, he's in better shape. He looked fast. He made, made plays. Um, I thought he did a, a really good job. Um, you know, I've already mentioned Moochie and Jake and, and Teddy. We were all very, very, uh, uh, happy with what we saw out there. Like, okay, these guys, this was really good that they're here and they're going to be able to contribute. So that was good. Um, and so, and then, you know, Bo Corrales, I think uh, he's going to have a chance to be a really uh, big mismatch on smaller corners just because of how big he is. You really don't, can't quite understand how big that guy is. So you stand next to him, man. Um, he should be, he should win his matchup physically. He may not um, all the time run on the other side and get on the other side of people, but as far as contested catches, jumping up, using his body, um, I'm uh, very excited to see what that's going to look like in a game because I have a little bit of experience with him, watching him on film when he was at North Carolina. We were in the same conference when I was at Miami. So, um, you know, those were the guys that, uh, uh, that you know, initially stood out to me. So really good stuff there from Rob Likens. I felt like I had to share that with you guys um, to kind of kick off this wide receiver uh, preview edition of the podcast. And 
like he said right off the bat, I mean, Rasheed Rice, uh, I got a chance to watch him Wednesday at uh, the final summer workout um, before fall camp, and, and he looks like he's trimmed down. Uh, he looks very explosive. Sean Griswold was talking about how he you know, verted 40 inches, um, and, and he also did that a day after squatting 500 pounds. Uh, so that is really, um, you know, a, an incredible feat, you know, just to show off that explosive ability for him. And he's going into his money year. I think everybody knows that if things go right for Rasheed this year, he's going to be uh, a really impressive prospect for the NFL and, and be a stock up guy. So Rasheed Rice is one of your starters right off the bat for SMU. We all know that. But who else runs out there with him is going to be a really interesting thing because he's going to be playing on the outside. So if he's, you know, kind of a guy that can stretch the field a little bit, the opposite side of him could be a Bo Corrales, a really physical, uh, gifted jump ball guy uh, who has one of the biggest wingspans on the team. I'm really high on what he could do for SMU if he is healthy this year. Um, and, and so I would say uh, – I would pencil him in as as the other starter opposite of Rasheed Rice, who's playing a little bit more on the outside than he did last year. Uh, now you kind of go into that slot position, and if SMU does go four wide a little bit more this year, which I could see happening just because uh, the tight end position is such a question mark for this team, I think you've got to look at multiple guys here and, and at the two spots, and here's why. You've got new additions like Jake Bailey, um, who they brought in. Definitely a slot guy there. Uh, Roderick Daniels had a really good summer. He's shifty. He's had a, He looked a little bit more trimmed down, like he kind of lost a little bit of baby fat, in my opinion. Um, you've got Teddy Knox, who's an absolute blazer, coming over from Mississippi State, uh, another transfer. And then as kind of like a you know, a slot, but more of a traditional wideout. I think you could see a bunch of guys, Dylan Goffney, um, Moochie Dixon, a transfer from Texas, um, Jordan Curley, who I think could also play a little bit on the outside if they really wanted to add some speed. Of course, Austin Upshaw's in there. Um, I, I think those guys are all going to battle it out to start. I'm very intrigued by how they're going to deploy uh, weapons this year because if you look at the wide receiver position if they stay healthy that is a lot of mouths to feed uh, on offense for SMU uh, there is some young talent that certainly has time to produce uh, you've got um, Moochie Dixon who's who's a sophomore you've got Teddy Knox who's who's a sophomore um, well he's a freshman I guess you know after last year but um you know, you just have guys that are still on the younger side, and then uh, and Dylan Goffney can in, you know factor in in that respect. But then you guys, you know, other guys are like Jake Bailey. This is his last ride. Bo Corrales, same story. Rasheed Rice, probably his last ride. Um, Austin Upshaw. Um, you know, will Calvin Wiggins, you know, finally come around? I mean, I I still think he's just a straight line guy, but he's got to be more consistent. Um, and then you know, other you know smaller slot guys like Jalen record does he step up you know he's got plenty of speed uh it's just gonna be really interesting to see what SMU is able to do um with this wide receiver group and how Rob Likens manages it I think if you have Rasheed Rice and Bo Corrales starting on the outside my gut is that you have um somebody like Jake Bailey in the slot and then you probably have a Moochie Dixon in there 
uh, with him is what I would kind of anticipate going on there. Um, and then when Jordan Curley gets back from, you know, recovering from his shoulder injury, you factor him in with with Rasheed Rice. Um, and, and I would say Dylan Goffney probably stays on the outside as well. That's a pretty salty group um, to, to rotate and, and to keep fresh and all of those things. And, you know, this group stays healthy. I, I don't think there's much question that it's probably the best in the American this year, uh, without a doubt, and can certainly go toe-to-toe with, you know, Maryland and, and TCU's defensive backs, just in my opinion. Um, you know, they, they, they just have so many options. And, and that's a thing that's going to be uh, exciting once again to see as far as this uh, wide receiver group goes is, is um, you know, how they divide it all up. I, I really think it's a group that rivals, you know, some, some power five type of receiver rooms, just the talent that they've attracted and put together in this group uh, could certainly be at a, you know, a mid uh, to low power five school and, and they would be pretty happy with that group. Um, so kudos to Rob Likens and this whole staff for being able to put it together uh, to get a Jake Bailey, Mucci Dixon, Teddy Knox in through the trans- transfer portal, as well as Bo Corrales, um, to kind of step up and, and you know, take some of the pressure off of Rasheed Rice. I think that's the biggest thing with this wide receiver group this year is how do you take the pressure off of Rasheed Rice? He's going to be feeling it. He's very motivated. Um, I think after spending time with the team this week, I think everybody is super motivated. So, um, you know, and then and then you have uh, you really have a, a a question of you know if everybody stays healthy, what's the pecking order like? That's going to be one of the more interesting things. Um, and so we're just going to have to find that out. This is a group that you know I think is probably you know going to rotate just a little bit more than they did in the past. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's just my opinion of what they're going to do. Try to keep guys a little fresher. Um, and, and be able to, uh, you know, rotate just a little bit more. So I want to see how that pans out early in the season. They'll have a little bit of time as long as they're focused and take care of business against some of the, you know, the UNT and Lamar. Um, they'll have time to kind of toy with that and see what that looks like. Um, I do think once Jordan Curley comes back, that's going to be a huge boost uh, just because he has so much speed. He has, you know, really, really um, a game breaker and, and had a tendency at, to make plays. Uh, at, at the right time, and that was something that impressed me. And it was such a shame that you know he got hurt and and missed um, you know a good portion of the back back half, especially of the season. Um, you know, you know, kind of just was was banged up. That shoulder really bothered him, and then he got hurt in the spring. So hopefully that's all fixed. Um, you know, he just had a a knack for making big plays, and honestly, you know, I don't know if that really affected how much time he saw on the field, but. I, I think he was probably one of the best receivers on the team uh, right there with, with Danny Gray if he was healthy and gotten the most opportunities. You know, it, it just good things seem to happen when Jordan Curley's on the field. And so I, I want to see him bounce back and have a good year. Uh, the staff is really high on Bo Corrales and what he can bring to the table. And I'm not saying he's Cortland Sutton by any means, but in terms of like seeing a guy physically, I think Bo Corrales is the closest thing to Cortland Sutton since Cortland's been gone. Just you, he's just got, he's huge. He kind of looks like a jumbo tight end uh, walking around and, and just has that frame to him. I don't think he runs as well as Cortland does. Um, You know, Rob Likens kind of said that said as much, but he's just got that wingspan that can just go up and get anything if it's in his vicinity. So uh, here's to hoping that he can stay healthy 
uh, and see how uh, you know his his year pans out. Um, you know, trying to get stock up before the NFL draft. So, and then another one is Jake Bailey. I think his smarts coming over from Rice, um, his ability to get open is something that a lot of people have uh, really impressed upon me as far as what he can bring to the table. He's somebody that just finds a way to to get open and, and catch balls. So. I think this room is once again stacked. Um, it, there isn't really too much to say about it outside of that. Uh, they really have it together and they have a bright future. So I'm excited to see how the, the pecking order pans out. But, um, you know, I think everybody that follows SMU football knows this receiver room is is poised for big things. It's one of the strongest, if not the strongest unit on the team. Um, I, I mean, just off the top of my head, I got to believe it's the strong, strongest unit on the team, especially on offense. So, we will see how they go this year. Excited to see Rasheed Rice. I feel like he's been here forever. I, you know, did his commitment video all the back uh, um, back in the day when he committed to SMU, and uh, so we will see how that his curtain call goes. I've got high expectations for it. But now, one thing I want to do is take a look at the SMU tight end room. I was going to do a separate podcast on this one, but quite honestly, there are a lot of questions about this room overall. Um, there, there is you know, some thought that you want Nolan Matthews Harris to step up. You want Ben Redding to step up. You want Cam Allen, the transfer to step up. Simon Gonzalez, the the former Texas Tech uh, Red Raider to step up. But then you add in somebody like RJ Maryland into the tight end room, uh, just straight from South Lake Carroll High School. And it just seems to be all over the place as far as what could happen with this room. So you know, for Casey Woods, the offensive coordinator, he's got his work cut out for himself. And I'll share a couple takeaways here um, just on this group, and, and then we'll kind of wrap it up for you guys. But I think, one, Ben Redding is a big, big leader on this team. He's back for, for his last year, um, and, and he looked really good uh, at, at workouts. He looked bulked up. He looked like he moved around well. I think that's going to help him have a chance to contribute as far as um, you know, blocking. I think that's important. Um, he's kind of been a special teams player for the most part throughout his career. He's played in a lot of football games, um, had that two-point conversion at TCU last year. Um, this is this is a year for him that's got to be exciting. You know, he gets this extra year at SMU, um, you know, to, to kind of close things out the right way, have a potential to win a conference championship. And so he's really the leader of that room. I, I expect him to see a little bit more time than he has over the past few years on offense just because he looks so much bigger physically. I think he could handle his own. I don't think he's separated himself as a pass catcher just yet by any means, which is why I'm high on what R.J. Maryland can bring to the table. From what I've heard, he's already up in that 220-pound range. That's the case with how productive he was as a high school senior and throughout his high school career at Southlake. I think he's going to be poised to take on a huge role in this offense early on. And I know that's a little bit of a bold claim for a uh, freshman to be putting that together, but I just think he's that uh, impressive so far, just physically. Uh, he has the production at the high school level you look for when you're talking about a highly, um, you know, talented tight end prospect who basically played at one of the highest levels of Texas high school football as a wideout. So uh, to be able to get th that done just gives me a lot of hope that he's going to be able to translate well to the next level, especially now that he's added some good mass to his frame uh, already going into his freshman year. So I'm very high on RJ Maryland, what he's going to bring. And then obviously it'd be a cool story with his pedigree uh, if he were to break out 
right away, but that's just me talking. Now, you look at somebody like Nolan Matthews Harris, who has now been in the program for, for a minute after transferring back home from Arizona State, and I just haven't seen him turn the corner just yet. Physically, he looks the part of a every-down tight end, somebody that can play with their hand in the dirt uh, and also be a little bit of a threat in the pass game. I want to see that come out come out of him, um, you know, this this year. And if if he brings that out of himself, it's going to be a big deal for this room and what they're going to be able to accomplish uh, because you just don't have that type of size on the roster at the moment. The only players that that is close to him in that respect is Cam Allen, and I think he just needs more development um, after transferring in from Michigan State after just one season. Um, and then Simon Gonzalez just hasn't shown much of anything. He's been hurt a lot. I think, I mean, he's somebody that if he doesn't get healthy this year and is all banged up, I mean, I would think about maybe medically registering him or, or medically retiring him, I should say, uh, just because he, he has been hurt that much. He has pretty much been hurt his entire college career in some fashion. And maybe it's just, you know, time for him to just get his degree and just kind of, you know, try to be healthy and, 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 not have injuries lingering over him like that. Um, and so I'm just kind of saying that in, in terms of what I think might be best for him if that's, if that's the case. But he does have talent. He does have some speed. He could be a good pass-catching option if he's able to stay healthy. Um, but if not, you know, they really haven't had him available either staff uh, since he's arrived. Cam Allen would be a nice surprise as well from a, from a you know, prospect uh, who just hasn't really shown much yet um, in spring ball. And, and now, you know, we'll see how he looks in fall camp. But I think if you're SMU, you're relying on Ben Redding and R.J. Maryland the most going into this year. And you're hoping that Nolan Matthews Harris can stay healthy and turn the corner and be dominant because he's got the talent to do that. Uh, I, I think starter-wise, I'm kind of all over the place because Ben Redding, I think, has had a great summer. R.J. Maryland has the talent and now the size to do it. I think you're probably looking at Nolan Matthews Harris out there early on as a starter, um, you know, maybe with Ben Redding or kind of vice versa, Ben Redding or Nolan Matthews Harris. And maybe RJ Maryland is that pass catching tight end they bring in there to kind of create some mismatches. And who knows, maybe he ends up taking over the starting role as the season goes on. Again, that's that's I'm very high on his ability and what he could bring to SMU right away. So the tight end room, a lot of question marks. Casey Woods is obviously going to be very involved in that room and expect a lot with him being the offensive coordinator as well. We'll see how they bring it all together uh, this fall. Uh, at the very least, I think you're looking at a room that has a huge NFL-type prospect in R.J. Maryland, somebody who's going to catch a lot of footballs over the next few years at SMU. Um, but a lot of questions. We'll find out where that room stands pretty quickly in fall camp and see who can rise to the top and, and rise to the occasion for SMU to replace uh, what they lost this past year in Grant Calcaterra and Tommy McIntyre. So with that, hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll, we'll be back with the podcasts come Monday. Got a few more positions to preview before SMU hits fall camp on Thursday. Quick reminder, guys, August 10th, 6 to 8 p.m. at Barley House. We've got it locked in. Heart waste removal bringing us uh, a couple kegs for you guys to celebrate the start of football season. Please meet us there. Bring friends who don't subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. And uh, if they do subscribe, we will give you a month off your subscription. So be sure to um, you know, 
tell your friends and uh, come hang out. It'll be a great time. We're looking forward to it. August 10th, Barley House, 6 to 8 p.m., brought to you by Heart Waste Removal. You can check them out at heartwasteremoval.com. So with that, guys, hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will catch you guys on Monday with another edition of the podcast. So we've got some big recruiting news to cover as well. So have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.